Hey, beloved, welcome to the Own Your Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Rich. I'm an energy medicine practitioner and educator, psychic medium, and intuitive soul reader. I work with people all over the world through my ongoing online offerings, including my bespoke intuitive readings. My hope with my work and with this show is to educate you and empower you to take charge of your well-being, raise your vibration, trust your intuition, and connect with the presence of loving guidance that is always around you. You can expect personal stories, phenomenal guest speakers, tips, tricks, and how-tos on all things health, wellness, and spirituality. To schedule your next one-on-one intuitive reading, mentorship, or energy medicine session, or to register for an upcoming event, training, or course, head to kellyrichintuitive.com and stay connected with me on Instagram at kellyrichintuitive. Today, I am sharing with you an episode on mediumship. I'll be talking to you about how I operate as a medium and also what a physical medium is, what physical mediumship is. And this term is somewhat new to me, and I'm so very interested to know how this episode lands for you, what comes up for you. I have an an inkling (laughs) that there are going to be some eyebrow raises in this episode and maybe you're going to learn something today. So I want to know, I want to know how does this episode land with you? What comes up? You can screenshot you listening to the episode, put it in your Instagram stories, tag me, maybe share a little bit about how you're feeling or maybe something that you've learned or maybe something that you already known. And that's super cool too. And I ask, as always, keep an open heart and enjoy this educational tidbit of the spirit world. As a medium, I choose to open myself up to be the bridge between the spirit world and the earth plane. And sometimes it feels like I'm in different dimensions at different times, depending on the client, depending on their loved ones that are coming through or the spirits that are coming through to connect. And that can be a bunch of different reasons. And I'll leave that for maybe another episode in the future. But really how I get the information varies. I never ever have control on who comes into the session or what they have to say. And again, mediums in my perspective and in my opinion are simply the bridge. They are the connectors. They're the channelers, the vessels for messages to be relayed. I personally am not here to prove anything to anybody. I'm not here to convince somebody of anything. I'm well aware that there are skeptics and that really comes along with the job, but I'm still not here to prove anything to anybody. And when people come to me for a session, like I mentioned, I share what comes up, but there is absolutely no control over what comes through on my part. And that's a misconception I feel like many people have. And I know I've said it on the podcast before, and I'll probably say it again. However, for me, what I channel and how I show up is encased in the vibration of love. My intention is to support you on a soul level. It's simple, yet it's profound. And it also holds clear boundaries without focusing on what I do not want, which is important to me. Mediumship has helped me to heal personally. My own connection with the other side is, is it's invaluable. There, it's 
priceless. You know, when I'm tuned in and when I'm truly connected, there is this presence of protection. There's this energy of undeniable love that I feel when I receive a message, a sign from the other side. It, it's all encompassing for me. All of my senses are engaged. It's like my body has waves of emotions. When I connect for myself, I'm not talking just about my clients, but for me, right? It's so cool to share messages with my clients, but when it's for me, it feels different because the messages are for me, right? It's different than than relaying them to someone else because 99.9% of the time, none of those messages make any sense. Maybe 100% of the time. Most of the messages don't make sense because they're not for me. But mediumship for me has helped me to heal personally. And when I work with others you know, who want to connect with the other side in my intuitive mentorship program, or sometimes people even schedule a reading and they're looking just to connect with the other side for themselves or learn how to. Um, and I get to see again how healing mediumship work is. Mediumship is healing, right? Mediumship is love. Mediumship is connection. Mediumship is powerful. It's transformative. And so it goes with readings as well. In my belief system, there is life after death or life after life. It's pretty hard for me to ignore uh, the spirit world. And if you've been hanging out with me for a while here on the podcast, you already know that. Well, let's really get, let's get specific. I want to talk to you about physical mediumship today. And I've never shared this on the podcast, at least not that I can recall. And I'm not sure if I've ever talked about it anywhere else. So physical mediumship is when things can move around. And when I mean things like objects, could be vibrations, sounds, things can disappear, reappear. And everyone in the room, you know, there's a, a circle and there's a physical medium, right? And there's a circle around her. So in other words, some people would call this a seance. And everyone in the room would be experiencing the same things. Now, disclaimer, I've never been a part of something like this. I grew up Catholic. I grew up going to Catholic school and that's a whole other, I think many different podcast episodes, but just to give you a background, no, I am not a physical medium. I have never witnessed physical mediumship. I've never done a seance. Um, and there are some people who, myself included, who received messages growing up, even in adult, adulthood, maybe throughout an entire lifetime, that seances are bad and that only negative things can come. And through a little bit of research that has kind of found me, to be honest, in the past few months, I, I wasn't seeking out information on physical mediumship. It just kind of happened. It just kind of landed on my doorstep literally in my lap. And now I'm just sharing what I've found with you. So I just want to make that very clear before moving forward. I'm going to just talk to you about what this is from a different perspective than maybe what you have heard about seances and physical mediumship in the past, that it can only bring bad things because that's not what I have found through my research. So typically there are no lights on in the room. You sit in a circle 
And some people who have experienced being in a circle or witnessing physical mediumship say that this is the experience that really took them from maybe believing in the spirit world or believing in the other side and believing in mediumship to absolutely undeniably now knowing, knowing that there is more than meets the eye, knowing that there is proof, right? And to me, like, I truly feel that we are moving out of a time where everything we see, right, is proof or that seeing is believing, right? Even like kind of like I'm scrunching my nose, even saying the word seeing is believing. I really feel like our, uh, our time, right, in this life, we're moving out of that, that we can use our sen- other senses and just our eyeballs to perceive a knowingness. However, how cool it is to have that experience. And that is physical mediumship or part of it anyway. So it's also, you know, when someone or something in spirit world from the other side physically manifests on the earth plane by using the medium themselves, like literally using their body. So when in circle, the people witnessing the physical mediumship you know, channeling process, they'll all experience the same exact thing. You know, whether it's hearing something, feeling something, or seeing something very clear with the naked eye, right? They don't have to be medium thems- mediums themselves. They're simply like space holders in the circle. And sometimes the physical medium, like the why they why they do it is to channel past loved ones of those in circle so that those in circle can receive information. To me, yeah, this is a form of a seance and you'll find that on online as well. You just type in physical mediumship on Google and see what comes up and you'll find some articles that probably say it's a seance. It's a form of a seance. But to me, this is a form of a seance with someone that is well-trained. And from my understanding through a little bit of research that I've done, like I mentioned over these past couple months, many of these people have been training for decades and that there are only a few very gifted physical mediums in the world, in the world, right? Where I recently saw a stat a few months ago about Reiki and that there are over 4 million Reiki practitioners now in the world, over 4 million. So when you look at that number and then you look at physical mediums who have been training for decades and who have dedicated their life to this work for the greater good of people, not just to like bring on a Ouija board and let's see what happens. No, that's not this from my understanding. It's not that. These people are training for decades and or they're also gifted with this natural ability, which that has been more rare. I've actually only, on top of my head, I've only found people that have trained, that they didn't just like, okay, this is what I do. They had to train to be a physical medium and still train and and still are students at it. And my understanding is also that the person allows the spirit to enter their body and they relay messages in a very, very tangible way. This is not common. I've never, like I said, I've never experienced this myself and I have no calling at this time to be a physical medium, to try to train for it. No, 
I I get what I need from doing what I do. It lights me up. That that is my calling. But I'm just I'm intrigued by this. And that's kind of why I'm sharing it with you now. So if you know somebody that is a very gifted physical medium that does this, I would love to have a conversation with them. I'd love to have a physical medium on the podcast. So switching gears, I want to go back to this topic. After doing some research, I've heard many physical mediums, they'll feel drained. They'll feel different. They'll feel like they need to kind of recharge and replenish themselves after channeling the spirit because it takes so much energy to do this. It takes so much energy. And the very wild thing about this concept is ectoplasm. Oh my gosh. When I heard about ectoplasm, and I'm going to tell you what it is in a minute if you don't know what it is, my jaw dropped. I had, to, I even have goosebumps now. I had to like wrap my head around it. And I'm pretty sure I saw photos of ectoplasm when I was a kid and throughout my life, but I never, I don't think I ever had that term or at least it never clicked for me. So ectoplasm is how the spirit is able to manifest on the earth plane. Okay. And yes, it's using the being of the physical medium themselves. But the how is partly because of the ectoplasm. So think of the ectoplasm as an extension of the physical medium, of the person that is the physical medium. This is what the spirit uses to maybe make a face, show their face and what their face looked like when they were on the earth plane, can show different objects or figures using the ectoplasm or even another appearance in the room. But the ectoplasm is always, always connected to the medium themselves. Kind of looks like a cloud in a way. It's like this thing leaving their bodies. It's wild. You can Google this as well and just go to Google images and you'll find so many photos. A lot of them, much older photos when they first started to document ectoplasm and physical mediumship. So seeing ectoplasm in these pictures, so I will say it's, it's an experience in itself. And if you're interested in it, go look, you can even do it right now. You can still listen to the episode. You can multitask. If that's your thing, go for it. (laughs) The ectoplasm can come from the navel, the ears, the mouth. Think of it as like the entry points to the body, like where there are holes in the body and it exits the physical medium's body to create these manifestations or figures or faces. And how I was thinking about ways I could explain this to you earlier today, the picture that came to my mind was the generic picture of a ghost Halloween costume. Okay. Can you picture it right now? Like just the generic ghost Halloween costume, a white sheet over someone, right? With the eyes cut out. Now think for a moment if that was really how you saw a ghost, just imagine this. And if you were to lift the sheet up, right? There was nothing there. That in a way is how ectoplasm works. And again, I'm no expert. I'm just sharing my current understanding. So the only way you can see the spirit is by this manifestation using the ectoplasm. 
and the ectoplasm becomes the sheet in this case, in this scenario. So if you remove the ectoplasm, you wouldn't be able to see the spirit. Yeah, maybe you could sense it. Of course, of course. But the ectoplasm is how, one way, how you can physically see the manifestation with your naked eye. I'm not talking about like your third eye. I'm talking about your, your two eyeballs. <laughs> so cool. Super interesting. And this is also how things can move around in the room as well. I was watching a show recently with a physical medium and she channeled a past loved one of someone in the group and through this process, her voice changed drastically. I mean, it it didn't even resemble her voice and had very clear, very specific messages for a man that was in the room. And this takes a lot of patience and it takes even more time. Like I mentioned, some people, they're dedicating decades of their lives to really develop this ability. And I can't remember this woman's name, but I believe she's located somewhere in the UK or around the UK. And she would lock herself like in this little kind of room within her room and she'd be strapped down, kind of tied. Her arms would be tied and her legs would be tied. And it was as if she went like completely unconscious. She shifted her state of awareness so drastically that the spirit or spirits could use her body, could use her being for the greater good of those in the room to, to relay those messages. And I, again, I feel like our society has very negative things to say about seances and I've heard a lot of, of it, you know, which I feel like contributes to the fear that I even have around the word seance. And as I learn about physical mediumship, just like anything, you can turn it negative, you can turn it dark, or you can follow the light. And the physical mediums I have learned about around the world, they're not conducting seances without decades of experiences. And some even say that you need a circle that gathers every week to form a commitment, to really dedicate yourself to the work. And this also contributes to the safety and the protection piece of this work as well, which I'm not surprised because there is this in my work as well. And I'm careful not to always be open to anything and everything. I learned that the hard way, I will say. And, you know, that's that's not helpful to just be open to everything and anything. I don't recommend it. And before you, like if you are interested in this type of work, I really recommend that you work with a professional. That That's my recommendation. You have free will clearly. But my recommendation is don't just try to do this on your own. Um, you really need to know what you're doing. And uh, that's not to scare you. I think it's just just my recommendation. I'm going to leave it at that. And sometimes people will come to me specifically and they'll want to learn how to not be open to anything and everything. And not, I'm not just talking about physical mediumship. I'm also talking about being a sensitive, being highly sensitive, highly gifted, and picking up on things that might not make sense. Uh, even scrolling through social media, checking emails, being out in public, whatever it is. And 
that is something people come and discover and uncover, whether it's in a reading or a mentorship with me. They really want to know how to protect their energy. And that's one of my favorite things to help people like yourself with. But for physical mediumship and seances, I can, of course, do my thing and channel and and give you any messages that come up along that, but I don't have experience with that. So I would say, do your own research, take the time to find somebody that may be willing to help you. But I, I would say you need to do some, some major legwork before you jump into physical mediumship. The difference between how I operate in a physical medium, like the first thing that comes in is Sometimes people will say you're you're talking you meaning me that they'll tell me that my body language changed, my facial expression changes, my voice changes a little bit as if I was channeling their past loved one or not even a past loved one, their mother or their sister or whomever has come up in the reading and that is something that it it's passive yet yes I'm conscious, but I'm not. And that's one of the reasons why when I say I don't remember a lot of what I channel is because it's just, it's just that I, I don't, but I'm not signing myself up for a spirit to come and work through me with ectoplasm and completely take over every bit of consciousness that I have. That, that is the, I would say the major difference between what I do and what physical mediumship is and yeah that's today's episode (laughs) how are you feeling did you find that as interesting as I did I loved planning this episode for you I'd love to hear how this lands for you you can tag me on instagram kelly rich intuitive share your experience if you dare (laughs) No, really. I would love to hear it. And of course, if you want to work together, I'm here. Intuitive mentorship, intuitive reading, the Own Your Intuition group mentorship coming up. It's one of my other favorite ways to spend my time. This might be the only one that I'll offer during 2021. The doors open March 1st for registration and we begin on April 22nd, 2021, right around the pink full moon. There will be 12 sessions. It includes one-on-one intuitive mentorships times. It's all on kellyridgeintuitive.com. I would love to have you. It's really walking your talk. Yes, the Own Your Intuition retreat is on my website as well. That's a one-day experience. It's all recorded videos, but the group mentorship is much more intensive. So Own Your Intuition retreat is like a little taste. It's a little bit for you to really walk your talk. And the group mentorship is like, okay, you're you're ready. <laughs> you're ready to be seen. You're ready to dive into your own gifts and really practice being your own healer. I look forward to supporting you. Thank you for being here. I am truly honored to have you a part of this growing community. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode on the Own Your Intuition podcast. To schedule your next one-on-one session or register for an upcoming event, training, course, or retreat with me, go to my website, kellyrichintuitive.com. If you learned or got something from today's show, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with your loved ones, and I'll catch you next week for a fresh episode.